Welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I am here today. My guest is running for Miami District 2 Commission, and we're going to talk to her about how she got into politics, why she is running for this position, and uh, why you should be interested in what's going on there. Because I know a lot of people think of Florida as kind of like the safe haven. Uh, At least a lot of conservatives kind of have that mindset but, you know, no place is really uh, completely safe. Unfortunately, there are a lot of New World Order agendas that are marching forward. So we need to be vigilant and we need to vote for people who have our interests at heart. So without further ado, welcome. How are Hi. you doing today? I'm hey. good, Courtney. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it very, very much. Thank you for being here. So tell us, why are you running for this position? And yeah, and what is commission? I think a lot of people probably don't even know that. Yeah. So, well, that's a good <laughs> question, Courtney, because in the, in the city of Miami and Miami-Dade, believe it or not, we are double governed here. And we are governed by, first of all, a county commission, Miami-Dade County, that supposedly is over the city commission. But yet the city commission takes reins whenever there's the city commission portion. But really, if you think of it like the city council, we are the most important people to your daily lives. What does that mean? It means that we are the people that are responsible for getting your even sidewalks, your noisy nights, whether or not the police can do their jobs, whether or not the police are funded or not or whether or not the police are taken off of our streets and cause home robberies, or whether or not we have parks or not, or whether our our land is sold off, whether or not development occurs. So it is a massive role that a lot of people do not really understand what they're going to vote for and how important these local elections are. That's so incredibly true. So what made you get involved and why are you running for this position in particular? Well, it's very interesting because I actually started um, because I was having a problem with developers in my own backyard. So I noticed Mm -hmm. that developers um, from a Russian company called Open is supposedly Florida-based, yet at the same time they're Florida-based, I started to research the founder all the way back to Russia. The name Oko means I in Russian. And then I started to discover that they were having a lot of problems in other parts of the world, even in the Swiss Alps. Um, They were being sued. People in New York were speaking out against them about the poor development and about the disrespect of surrounding property owners. And I was like, wow, this is exactly what we're experiencing here. So I researched the company back all the way back to Miami where they are based and sued um, in our own governments here in Miami or in our own courts, I should say, here in Miami, and their connectivity to local politicians, um, even all the way back to our current mayor, who many often refer to as the Ponzi Postalita, Francis Suarez, his father, Xavier Suarez, which was a Democrat county mayor, excuse me, a, a city mayor. He was actually a city mayor, a county commissioner. Listen, these people have gone on both sides of the fence for so long. I mean, decades. They've gone from county commission to city commission, 
They've ruled the population here. And so when I started to research and see what a small group of players it is, I knew that I had to step in. And number one, first of all, expose them. And then people started mm-hmm. to ask me, Christy, please run for office because there's nobody mm-hmm. that's going to be able to put the pieces together like you can and has the background of actually knowing what they're doing and against us as the people. And then we just needed to be able to get our city basic city services fulfilled. For instance, we are not having sidewalks maintenance being done um, all while we have major development going on. They're so irresponsible. You know, I even have police and fire telling me like they are super, super concerned about the infrastructure. They are not being delivered. Even vehicles here that have cages in the back of their cars. Our policemen, in other words, when, when new cars come in, there are no cages in the back of the cars. So do we actually think people are, that our police officers are going to risk their lives to arrest anyone in that case? So they became super concerned. And then they started to change out all the technology in their cars, like multiple times in a year. And the technology on the 911 system no longer works in some of the Miami City police cars. So how are they supposed to get a 911 call? And if you're having an emergency, they're going to be severely delayed because they're relying upon their cellular phone service instead of the radios inside their cars. So I became super concerned, started um, really researching, did a call out for whistleblowers um, on my blog and and I started going on other podcasts like this, telling people because it is super concerning concerning to me when I see our city mayor in alignment and in lockstep alignment with the World Economic Forum, and he was named America's mayor, okay? So you don't get to be America's mayor and barely speak English and go around saying uh, untrue facts, you know, claiming them to be facts, so false statements um, in your presidential campaign, all while aligning themselves with Sam Bankman-Fried, believe it or not. So wow. it just gets Who worse just and worse and worse. For 115 yeah. years, I heard. That is correct. And so I have not stopped. You can go on my YouTube channel. I've, I've gone on Real America's Voice telling about this Ponzi post-elita schemer. They are schemers. They've created um, scandemics against the people of Miami, absolutely creating this false just perception that number one, you're safe, that you have police officers telling police officers to say how safe they are in Brickell, all while even the last person who, or one of the last people um, to take the same office that I'm going for, his name is Ken Russell. He, Believe it or not, he actually collected guns for the Ukraine and took them to the Ukraine himself because the guns that he was collecting here from Miami citizens couldn't even be shipped to the Ukraine. But don't worry, Ken took them himself and fought with the Ukrainians. I mean, you can't make this stuff wow. up. All while, hold mm-hmm. on, we're not we're not finished yet. We have oh, the county okay. mayor, Daniela Kava Levine, going to Qatar, who is connected with Hamas, all while, oh, the poor Jewish people, she goes to, you know, them on one side and then goes to Qatar the next. I mean, you cannot make this right. up. They have Ponzi schemed us out of millions of dollars, even with Champlain Tower, the tower that fell. I mean, all of this goes back to 
a total fraudulent scheme. Speaking of that, the Champlain Towers, I don't know if a lot of people realize, but Champlain Towers, the county and the city of Surfside collected over $40 million off of public money. And where is it? It was never given to the victims of Champlain Towers. Wow. Where did it go? Do we know? Yeah. We, we don't know where it went. We, didn't, we never know where anything, where anything actually goes. They, they're hoping that people right. are going to forget about it, that people will right. shut their mouths, move on. Oh, be a good little guy or girl. Give your $5, give your $10, give your hundreds, give your thousands, whatever it is you right. want to give, because we want to drain and we want to bleed the people dry, all while ma- making you think that we're out doing something and smiling and going in press briefings and giving millions of dollars for a bathroom projects in hopes that you don't notice when the reality is that project should have cost about $50,000. Or in the case of Sabina Kovo, who I'm running against, I mean, she literally gave a million hundred thirty-two thousand dollars for a bathroom that should have cost about $50,000 in David Kennedy Park. The next week, she did a ribbon cutting for a paddleball court, excuse me, a pickleball court. And the pickleball court was already flooding on day one. So I had contractors telling me that if they, local contractors, were not awarded the job and they said, you know what, Chrissy, if we had been given this job and this court flooded, we we would have been like, they would have reamed us. This would not be prohibited. I mean, this would not be permitted. It would be absolutely they said they would have never been paid for the job. They would have scammed them out of the actual work. So it's it's an absolute scam of some of the things that they're doing here. Yeah, it sounds like it. So what are the things that you would like to change that you think you can change? You well, the very first thing that I'm going to do is make legislation to make sure that we are not further causing homelessness. Because one of the ways that they're getting by uh, with their whole scam in general, is we have a homeless trust that is, number one, not working. It has taken people's social security numbers and leaving them on the street. So we're tripping over people on the street here in Miami, um, all while we could actually have them in a home because we have created a ghost town in Brickell and downtown because we have an overpopulation of, guess what, condos that investors own conveniently that are being utilized for Airbnb properties. All while we could simply change legislation. So if we change legislation to further tax, increase the taxes on those Airbnbs or short rental properties, then Mm -hmm. we would be able to um, decrease taxes on homestead properties to further encourage people to have homestead within the city of Miami so that our businesses can stay in business without overcharging us. Because keep in mind, their rents have gone up while the number of people patronizing their businesses have gone down. So that will totally help also our city manage, I mean, not only our city managers, but uh, not, excuse me, not the city managers, but the um, building managers. The building managers mm-hmm. tell me that, that the majority of calls that are made to their buildings um, by police and paramedics are short-term rentals. So in other words, there are people that are coming here because it is cheaper to do a short-term rental in a building for, let's just say, Mm -hmm. if you're going to come here to Miami for a a fun weekend, uh, it is cheaper to rent a three-bedroom or a two-bedroom apartment than it is to actually stay in a hotel in many cases. So that balance and that off-shift has to immediately change. Right. 
Yeah, the, the other things that we plan to do um, are, you know, making sure that our basic services are fulfilled. Because believe it or not, whenever citizens have complained about, you know, trash and they need more trash cans, um, the, the waste management companies actually come and pick up the trash cans and never deliver a new trash can, um, leaving trash to actually float from our parks into the bays. Um, so, and that is because we have a major issue and a major crisis when it comes to our landfills. Our landfill is almost full and all wow. while the county and the city governments are colluding to re- immediately take our land that trash trucks are parked on. So imagine you've got all these trash trucks, they're parked on land that your county and city governments are colluding to actually take away. So our waste management staff, they are so concerned that they have called me to tell me, Miss Tasker, they are trying to actually sell the land out from underneath the trucks. Where are we going to park the trucks? And um, during the process of the land being sold out from underneath of us, the waste management leadership has resigned. Imagine that. They're resigning because employees are sick of this. They're sick of the debacle that is occurring within this county and city governments, all while they're colluding against the people. So we have a huge waste management problem. We have a huge crisis within, you know, businesses and buildings and the off balance of actual citizens living here, all while our city and county governments say, oh, we need to build more affordable housing. Why do they need to build more affordable housing? And they've utilized the recycled um recycled affordable housing guy. His name is Michael Liu. Michael Liu comes from, guess where? Lahana. Uh, it comes from, from. I mean, you can't even make this up. So we have all uh-huh. the New World Order probably people working together in collusion, in lockstep here in Miami, all while they're working the Qatar side, they're working the Jewish side, they're working the Democrat side versus the Republican side, and the people in Miami just need to wake up and say, no more. We are voting for an actual common sense leader who's put all the pieces together, and you guys are all playing in the same field together, all while you're robbing us with our taxes. Um, Why are we paying higher taxes when we have no more police officers? Okay, we have a shortage of over almost a hundred officers on a given week. So, wow. and and these officers have no cages in their cars. Please, you think they're going to lock anybody up against you? No way. We have a bay that has one police officer on it when we're supposed to have five at a time. I mean, listen, everybody, you can be worried about the southern border all you want to. I'm worried about our borders here because I believe that we could be the first invasion that we have here in America. And nobody's talking about it. Nobody's saying anything about it all while they're talking about, you know, each other. And, oh, now that I've come out and and reported things to investigators, reported all these mm-hmm. crimes to investigators, because I believe they've been a part of the scandemic crimes. I believe they've par- been a part of the FTX crimes. They've been colluding and working together. So, Now that my opponents know that I've given information to the FBI, this actually started back in January, FBI and FDLE and many other investigators, U.S. Marshals directly, Border Control, Coast Guard, you name it, I've given them information. 
So guess what? Now we have all of my opponents that want to be anti-corruption, you know, all while they laughed when I came out and said in January, when I came out and ran for the special election, they came out and said, you know, oh, Christy, oh, you're so, you're so, oh, you're just making a conspiracy theory. No, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. This is real, people. This is what they're doing against you, and we have to stop it with your votes. Yeah, absolutely. So you said you believe that they're all involved in this, uh, as you put it, the scandemic and uh, the FTX uh, scandal. Uh, what? what yes. Do you have any evidence that you've submitted? Is there anything you can show us or talk about? Yeah, actually, a lot of it. A lot of it. I've actually started publishing on my Twitter feed now that they've, okay. you know, the investigators have kind of gone through it. I give the information sure. to investigators first, and so sure. some people ask me. Yeah, yeah, I'll just bring up some of it because uh, I think people will think that you know realize how interesting this is. First of all, um, let's actually yeah. start with how I believe they've gotten away with a lot of this um, because. Um, this is our city manager, Arthur Noriega, and mm-hmm. um, Arthur Noriega comes to the city m- management office directly from Miami Parking Authority. He had had no other city management experience. So mm-hmm. being from a small town that grew into a big town, you know, I, I was born and raised in Swanee, Georgia, and Swanee, Georgia mm-hmm. was named top 10 CNN money I magazine. Was just there. Yep. Okay. It, so that's it, where I was, was born and what? raised. Okay. okay. Yeah, it was beautiful. You you said it was named the top. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it to was named top ten, uh, top ten by Money Magazine, CNN, Money Magazine. I mean, like back in the day, it was you know it was named like a good city. Um, but right. when I first moved, my parents and I first moved to Swanee, Georgia, it was literally like a dirt road with one stop sign. Okay. Wow. Okay. So now that you've been there, you know the difference, right? But yeah. <laughs> that is a prior progression of like 30 years. Okay. Not right. five years, you know, and it was responsibly right. done. There was nobody harmed in the way, you know, there was mm-hmm. plenty of places to park. And you notice city of Swanee has a ton of green space and trails. You yeah. can walk yeah. there yeah. very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Setbacks are real people. Okay. The setbacks here mm-hmm. on our buildings are worse than New York city. Okay. So where are you, we don't even have wide enough sidewalks. So wow. even if all these buildings are full, the sidewalks are so narrow that people even at this very moment are having to stop and wait on people to pass. Okay. So imagine these buildings when they are full. I mean, what's going to happen? So it it all starts with that. So I want to bring up like Art Noriega, um, the the other screenshot that we had here. This is what I want people to pay attention to. So he is the administrative head of Miami-Dade County, the most populous city. And guess when he became the manager? In February 2020. Right in the right at the beginning of the scandemic. He oversees a budget. Of one point one six billion six five billion dollars, okay, with forty three hundred and eighty one employees. This is a guy who's never run a city a day in his life, mm-hmm. and he gets to be our city manager. Are you kidding me? He has an executive strong background in construction and operations, but he's never run another city. Do you know that other city managers tell me they've never ever heard of of a city? that's been run by, by someone like this. Like, I mean, they, it's like unprecedented. Okay. Then we've got, let's just take this. So we 
Well, let, let, let's let's go to Francis's first. Hold on just mm-hmm. a second. Let, let me get here because this is this is really important. Let's go to TikTok and let's actually play in Francis's own words. Okay, so keep in mind Francis Suarez for our people here that are very awake will probably remember Francis Suarez was the one of the first guys that was on CNN, he's he's like the face of the Latinas, okay? I call him the Botox bro, man. He looks really good, okay? He's really short, mm-hmm. by the way. He has such uh-huh. a complex. He looks like he's about 5'7". By the way, I'm almost six feet tall, so I like tower over all these people, okay? <laughs> so they're, they're terrified of like being even photographed next to me because it's like, oh, that, you know, the, the, the person, you know, the high... <laughs> The the tallest person. My mom's tall, so I I told I'm not. I I'm very short, but my mom's tall, so I totally get it. Yep. Okay. So anyway, just uh, what I wanted everybody to remember is he was the first on CNN. Okay, that's when I started to pay attention with COVID, and he was like so happy to like have COVID and telling all the Latinos, you know, please stay in your house, stay in your house. Okay, so just keep that in mind as I play this clip because. He's going to tell you here in a recent clip, because keep in mind, they cannot keep their lies up. Lies are very hard to remember. And they think no one's paying attention now, right? Okay. So a propagandist named Billy Corbin, who has created the movie God Forbid. He's also created the movie Cocaine Cowboys. He tells like half truths because he's an actor himself. He's a paid Mm -hmm. propagandist. But I'm like, okay, now that Billy has posted this clip of Francis, and it, it not he didn't post this one, he posted another clip. I go through and I listen to the whole interview and find this clip. I was the first person in Miami to test positive for COVID. The president of Brazil comes to Miami. Gave it to the president of Brazil? Too? No, no, he oh, gave it to you. He gave it to me. Yeah. He didn't give it to me. Someone on his staff gave it to me. So I get a call and they're like, hey, we want you uh, to take a test and we want you to quarantine. So the next day they call me in the morning. He's like, yeah, you're, uh, you're positive. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> and they swear to you, the guy goes to me, I'm 98% sure. You need to be 100% sure. He really literally said, mm, I'm 100% sure. There we go. What, what does that even mean? So let me just break this down for you. So, yeah. okay, we all know that Brazil is part of the BRICS system, yeah. the BRICS financial system, right? Okay, so we have Francis Suarez going to Mar-a-Lago with President Trump, coming, meeting the president of Brazil there. Keep in mind, very few other people ended up with coronavirus after mm-hmm. They go to that meeting, okay? But Francis Suarez needs the leaders of Brazil to tell him that he has, that he, first of all, he needs to take a test. So he listened to the Brazilian government instead of his own wisdom, okay? Right. To take the test, okay? Uh Uh-huh. Number two, they tell him he's 98, they're 98% sure he has COVID. He tells them, oh, I need to be 100% sure if I'm going to shut Miami down. Mm -hmm. So who shut Miami down? Francis Suarez or the Brazilian government? Okay? Part of the BRICS system. So let's put the pieces together, everybody. We cannot continue to listen to these Ponzi schemers who, by the way, were out giving out food, going to grocery stores, controlling the entire population. I'm going to tell you, the people that think that we were in Freedom, Florida... We have another thing coming because what was really happening here in Freedom, 
Stockton, Florida, was my mother and I, almost my 70, almost 70 year old mother and I would go out to the Ross stores. I would say, mom, we got to go out. Like this is the only way, like people are going to not be afraid. Okay. So we would go out to stores like Ross. We would go to the, um, we would go to the grocery store. We would go without a mask on people. Some people, obviously, you know, we had the crazies run up to us and say, you know, Oh, you're, you're violating, you know, the store rules. You're supposed to have on a mask. And I said, well, actually you're the one going the wrong way. So that was my response because remember when they had the arrows on the floor telling us which ways to go? Well, I didn't go that way. I didn't put on a mask. I didn't do any of that. Neither did my mother. Matter of fact, my mom was like probably one of the strongest older seniors in all of Florida going, no, we are not complying with this to the point where we would have Cuban people come up in, in, in broken English and Spanish telling us that this is what happened when before Fidel took over Cuba. And so I would yeah. tell them, take off your mask. I didn't realize that they actually had masks in Cuba, but they mm-hmm. said, oh yeah, the ones that came over, they said, oh yeah, they, they equipped them with masks all the time in Cuba. I never mm-hmm. realized that. So I have no proof of that. So I will say that other than, you know, people saying people that had only been over in Miami, believe it or not, for maybe two or three years, says that wow. they remember their family members saying these things. Okay. Wow. So I just want to tell people in Miami that I've heard stories of Cuba. I have heard of people leaving in the middle of the night saying that they were going on a vacation with only one bag. So that and they knew that they were never going to be able to come back they to properties that they own because the government was taking control over them. School mm-hmm. teachers threw their keys over a fence. Well, now mm-hmm. is our time to either speak up, either you show up or you shut up. You have a choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Either you can go along to get along, or you can tell what you know. Because we are at a precipice right now where either we vote to take our country back or we go into absolute communism. We have a choice because all of these people, we have two wings of the same bird flying in the same direction of corruption against Mm -hmm. us, the people. So we either must move forward and vote in regular people, by the way. Find them with no money backing. Okay, that's the fir- that's the first signal. Is whenever they have a lot of money or a lot of backing or a lot of signs, they are trying to mind manipulate you into thinking that they are already in control. Do not go mm-hmm. for it. If politicians have put their faces around here, they they they're bad about putting their faces on food distribution. If you see a politician that has their face on food distribution, do not vote for them. Okay, that is an overreach. They should absolutely, even if they are want to be there to give out the food, that's fine. But they should never, ever put their face in saying, I'm controlling this food source. Okay, right. that's it. We cannot, we can, and they're doing that here. Okay, they are literally labeling our city vehicles with their names. Who's wow. paying for those city vehicles? Are we paying for the city vehicles? Or is that a campaign promotion for that politician? Because those those kind of things only happen in North Korea, in China, where we are worshiping a politician. Quit worshiping your politicians, period. I don't care mm-hmm. which side of the aisle you're on. Look, do, don't ever assume that you know the politician. Do the yeah. research. Find out the truth. Find out. 
before you vote, look and see how many images there are on Google. Just do a quick name for their search. See if they're real. I mean, I've got people that are running against me. This guy right here, which mm-hmm. I will probably be in a runoff against, Damian Pardo. He has scrubbed okay. his entire social media. Why? Because he is LGBTQ. That's all he cares about. He cares about right. sex, not civics. He doesn't care about every every single person. They only care about pushing him forward because they're trying to push an agenda. By the way, his pack, for, he's running and saying that, oh, he doesn't have any special interest pack. He's the creator of special interest packs that actually backs our other opponent, Sabina Kovo. This woman who cannot say the Pledge of Allegiance, okay? This woman who's backed by the Fraternal Order of Police, that also backed a criminally charged Alex Diaz de la Portilla. And let me tell you, Alex Diaz de la Portilla, he is not a Republican. He is a rhino. He's a dino in a rhino suit, period. He was our state committee man. Thank God he was removed by DeSantis. Okay. I, somebody mm-hmm. had to stay on, stay on them enough and just not shut up. And that was me. Okay. On Twitter, on Facebook, everywhere, mm-hmm. wherever I could be, wherever I could get a platform. And Courtney, thank you for helping me expose this because mm-hmm. it is, if we can get one more set of ears on it, we must wake up. We must realize the truth and we must not worship any politician for that matter. Our politicians are to work for us, not for uh, for them, for us to worship and work for them, period. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you had mentioned, uh, you know, the deception of people thinking that they're in Freedom Florida and a lot of people are flocking to what they think is Freedom Florida. What do you think they're actually trying to do? Do you see it as a, sort of a honeypot? And what are your thoughts on some of the uh, track and trace surveillance type of mechanisms that seem to be uh, some of the policies and mechanisms that seem to be put in place there? That's a great question. So what we do know is that there's a hard hard push for hot wire communications here. So and we know that there is a lot of surveillance going up in Miami as a whole. We Mm -hmm. have been a major part of the installation that is happening. We can see it. We know it. Um, Seniors even know it. So one of the very first things that you have to do is look to see what utility markings are on the ground. Um, You can look back at my YouTube channel. You will see where I recently helped a senior woman who Hotwire Communications ran illegally, uh, ran an entire fiber optic cable through her yard. Our politicians had planned to sit silent. I called in the news. Fortunately, they came because believe it or not, your local journalist, investigative journalists will come out for basic things. We have to make sure that we're utilizing those journalists to come out for whatever they will, whatever they can. So, for instance, journalists did come out when the Russians were breaching our aquifer. So just call them and say, listen, these are Russian developers. They're breaching our aquifer. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because they were, that is the truth. So whatever Mm -hmm. you think the news media wants to hear, and it is the truth in terms of how to get them out to pay attention for the agenda that they're trying to promote. So then we can turn around and flip the tables on all of them. So because we have to make sure that these things are exposed, because even with that hot wire communications, I learned from that senior citizen woman that they are running even lines through all of our streets 
And she's like, listen, pay attention to these like little blocks. So I've actually got to go out, believe it or not, Courtney, and even look at these myself because she is telling me that they are these like little poles that I had not even noticed. Okay. So that is the reason we also must communicate with each other and listen to our seniors. They want the seniors gone because the seniors are paying attention. The seniors are riding their bikes. The seniors are walking. The seniors know what's been there, what's been done, what hasn't been done. So the one thing that I would advise every young generation that's listening to me right now, go talk to a senior, give them time, have a tea with them, have a coffee with them, have a cocktail with them, have whatever they want to have with them. Okay. But just go talk. Okay. Because that's what they, that's what they want to tell you. And they can tell you what to watch out for. That's the only way we're going to stop it and to have these people arrested. So I do believe that the FBI is doing an investigation on, Mm -hmm. listen, they're not allowed to say what they're investigating. Okay. All I know is I can tell you, I turn in information to them. They are watching my Twitter. They, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, Multiple departments have confirmed. Ms. Tasker, you know what? Just go ahead and put it on your Twitter. Take it to your podcast. That's one reason, Courtney, I ask you if I can air this on my own channels. Because, mm-hmm. you know, evidently they are listening. They're they're listening to what my research is because they, mm-hmm. too, are short-staffed. We cannot assume that they already know. Okay? Because mm-hmm. the good some sure. of the people have already left. Okay? So, mm-hmm. I, I tell people, because I'm getting things reported to me on a daily basis, I say, don't think just because you reported something 10 years ago or 12 years ago, the same investigators are not there. Right. In, in Miami, believe it or not, we, we only have three homicide investigators. We mm-hmm. used to have like 30. Wow. We have three. And the investigators tell me that the new one's coming up. Before a month is even up, they're already asking when their vacation is. Okay. Wow. That's all they're concerned about. So they're like, there's there's a massive degree of entitlement and we must immediately fund our police force if we expect to have any amount of protection at all. Sure, of course. So you've uh, submitted some of this information to the FBI. Do you, what, what are your thoughts on what... Uh, can and will be done with it, and what are your hopes? What for? I, I think just to you know, because people are probably questioning in you know light of some of the recent yeah. events, what would be done in such a yeah. case? So I don't, I don't know what's going to be done. I mean, in terms of what. I think they could be looking for. This is just speculation. This is nothing, you know, they do not tell you what they're researching, what they're doing. There's no, you know, all, all it is is information that I have researched that could possibly help protect, you know, help them see the light faster because I don't Mm -hmm. think they had really taken things on a geopolitical level. They try Mm -hmm. to also keep them very siloed. I believe that their higher ups want them to be siloed because in the very beginning, yeah. So in the very beginning, they were like, but he says he's Republican. I'm like, remove the labels. Like, (laughs) yeah, you have to remove the labels. They want to label you because then it makes it easier. They think, well, oh, uh, he identifies as LGBTQ, so he's not going to be with a straight woman or vice versa or whatever. I'm like, no, no, no. 
remove the labels because this man is a dino in a rhino suit. Here's proof of that. So one of the ways that I recommend the public actually search for things is utilizing somebody's name. So for instance, Mm -hmm. with Alex Diaz de la Portilla, I found his information as working with a Democrat by just simply going to Alex Diaz de la Portilla, Democrat. And then I found him on the Democrat Party website, believe it or not. And Mm -hmm. his entire voter record is covered up. We don't know when he changed parties. We don't know why. But all we know is this. In the Republican Executive Committee, I stayed in there and was trying to get in as a committee woman of the Republican Executive Committee and was met at the door by attorneys. So I knew that those attorneys were not going after just anybody. They wanted Mm -hmm. to block me from coming in for a major reason. So I highly Mm -hmm. recommend that all good Republicans and all good Democrats, listen, don't change parties. Okay, because right now they're running a uniparty against you. It doesn't matter who you are. They're running a they're running a uniparty. So go in and go to your secretary of elections, register to become a committee man or a committee woman, not an alternate, but a committee man and committee woman for whichever party you're already in right now. So become part of it. Unify in your own party, because I don't think any of us want this agenda that they are trying to push out on us. Listen, I mean, I've got I love LGBTQ people. Okay, I've held events for them as people, but they don't want this pedophilia like in schools BS that everybody's hearing. Okay, because that's ridiculous. Nobody wants that. Families need to be unified and. Speaking of which, they're also utilizing even our Department of Family and Children's Services and our um, animal control, art, everything to money launder, child traffic, um, everything. And keep in mind, we are talking about Miami District 2 is the bay. It is the water. So when Mm. it comes to the water itself, don't think Mm -hmm. that they're not smuggling drugs, smuggling children into yeah. that water. Why do you think they don't want you to have more police officers and more eyes on our water? Why? Right. Because that's where it's coming in. We're talking Port of Miami. We're talking Miami-Dade International Airport where children are being trafficked as, as young as two years old and caught and released with the perpetrator. I know because my neighbor is border control. I am sick and tired of this. They're sick and tired of it. And together, we must take a stand as normal citizens and normal people. So again, don't listen. If you're a Democrat party, please don't deregister. I beg you, don't deregister. Just stay in, go in, be the executive committee um, member, take control of your party, because then we can actually unify. Right. Absolutely. What do you recommend that... uh People certainly, uh, you know, people who are local to your district, but people in general, what what do they do and how do they, um, you know, one, vet people and two, what kind of action can they take to protect their communities? Well, to vet people, the one thing I would say is do go on and do a search for them. Look at Mm -hmm. images Um, Do searches like I was just talking about, like if you think somebody is involved in something, like utilize their name and utilize like whatever it is you think that they could be a part of. That's one way to find out before you even like say anything. Secondly, make Mm -hmm. sure that you hold small groups in your home, whether it's a Bible study, a reading club, um, start to educate your neighbors. Okay, that's the biggest Mm -hmm. thing. That's making sure that you're educating your neighbors. As a business owner, you can 
host events, host a wine tasting, host a little party inside your event, I mean, inside your um, event venue, or not event venue, but a business venue. Um, make sure mm-hmm. that you are, you know, that you are talking about this thing. Instead of making it a Democrat or a Republican issue, talk about a right. a normal bipartisan issue. Um, I tell all Republicans, quit believing their whole narrative on on the abortion. You know, all Republicans want to, you know, abortion, 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 save lives. That's what they want you to do because they know that's a trigger for the Democrats. Okay. So I just say this, whenever you are, whenever the abortion subject comes up, simply say, listen, I just don't want to pay for my neighbor's abortion. Do you? And they'll say, no. I don't pay for my neighbor's abortion and say, well, you already are paying for your neighbor's abortion. I just don't want to do that. And, but I believe people should have free right, free will to do whatever they need to do. But at the same time, we cannot allow that to be a divide and conquer mechanism because those are the simple things that they want to do to make sure that they are dividing and conquering amongst ourselves. Thirdly, make sure that you are educating. Okay. When it comes to education, make sure that you are sharing absolute facts with your neighbors, especially when you're trying to wake them up. Don't try to hit them with a water hose like I'm doing you guys right now because I know that you're an awake group. Okay. But not every group is awake. So, you know, Mm -hmm. that would be one of the things that is hardest for me is not to hit people with a water hose because I do know, I do know, I see them coming at us and I Mm -hmm. actually want the people to know, and I want them to know quickly, but you have to break down what is somebody most likely going to listen to. So those are, those are little steps and little things that we can take. And in in case of my election, the easier thing to be is like, Hey, aren't you tired of those motorcycles? Like, you know, waking you up in the middle of the night and they're like, yeah, I wish it would stop. Well, do you know that our city commission (laughs) ties our police officers hands? They want to chase the motorcycles and get rid of them, but they're not even allowed. And they're like, what? Because they think it's the police officers. Again, that is part of the defund the police is make everybody mad at the police officers. So whenever they realize that and then that we are short police officers. So, oh, you want to know why the police police are late coming? Oh, do you realize that, you know, they don't even have the 911 systems installed in their cars? Oh, you want to know why your taxes are going up? Okay, this is why your, your taxes are going up simply because. As we don't have the, the correct legislation to keep homestead taxes down, all while we have a legislator that's simultaneously making changes, and that legislator just so happens to have one time served a sentence, a prison sentence, and was exonerated by Bill Clinton. And they're like, what? And I'm like, and so the other thing is, you know, if you're in the Democrat Party, talk about the Democrats, uh, uh, the bad things they do. If you're in the Republican Party, talk about the bad things the Republicans do when you're talking uh, in, in a uniparty lateral thing. So that way they don't realize they realize like, hey, we're just about the truth. It doesn't matter. These labels can no longer matter. We have to actually both sides have to get their party back because like. This is not the mm-hmm. Kennedy Democrat Party, and this is not the Reagan Republican Party. Sorry. They, right. they, they've hoodwinked all of us, and we just have to realize that. Mm-hmm. I mean, people need to be voting on principle. And I, I think at the local level, there's the most hope for that. 
Yes, outside of absolutely. The, yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I think it is. And what I'm seeing is a drastic difference because keep in mind with my seat, um, it was vacated by Ken Russell, the guy who took up the guns for Ukraine. Okay, it was vacated by him because he ran for Congress. He had a failed attempt to run for Congress. So he had to leave the seat in January when he actually got mad and left early. So when he did, it caused there to be a special election. Okay. First of Mm -hmm. all, they wanted to appoint someone. They actually wanted to appoint a judge that had 10 canon violations Mm -hmm. to the seat. Martin Zilber. He has 10 canon violations. His bailiff came forward. His judicial assistant came forward where he was disenfranchising families, 10 canon violations, violating his oath of office. And by the way, our county allowed him to retire Instead of which means that we are paying him a pension right now while he is sitting on our code enforcement board. Wow. Like you can't even make this stuff up. So we all need to pay attention. We need to know who the the people are. And what I realized when I was running against him was that number one, Mm -hmm. he's a bully. He had an entire team of hecklers that would Mm -hmm. like try to talk over you whenever you were saying anything. And at first, you know, I mean, I wasn't intimidated by him at all, but I thought, mm-hmm. well, if somebody already has a Martin Zilber sign in their yard, then they've already decided who they're voting for. Now it's the opposite. If I see my mm-hmm. opponent's sign in the yard, I march up to the door, I knock on the door and say, hey, you know, I know you may have already made your mind up, but the reality mm-hmm. is, you know, I just want you to know this. I would just feel a lot better if you knew. And a lot of times they had no idea. I can show them the proofs and I'm not afraid of it. And they're like, oh, I'm not voting for her. I'm not voting for him because we can no longer trust the media. The Miami Herald last time endorsed an absolute criminal with a rap sheet of 150 pages. Okay. His background checks over 150 pages about um, 40 of those. Yeah. 40 of those are arrests and even recent arrests. So they're absolutely lying. James Torres is a criminal. He has even um, been, been arrested in Miami and that's not even being reported by the Miami Herald now all while they're spending public time and wasting pages in the printed Herald online to cover up his crimes when the actuality is there's good people like myself who are actually very well educated, who know how to read building plans, who know how to read contracts and will ask a lot of questions. They don't want somebody like me in. They want a dummy that they can control. They want a used car salesman in because a used car salesman with a criminal background history, guess what? They will continue to do crimes for the politicians and I will not do that. I absolutely refuse. I've refused all their endorsements. I've refused all their money. I've refused all their payouts and I don't need them and I will not take them. So if you, any of you out there are listening, yes, I start to say, Courtney, I will be happy to meet with anybody. Listen, when somebody has questions about a specific issue that you want to know the answer to, I'm happy to give it. Great. Um, I have two more questions for you. Uh, one is, and this is bifurcated, but uh, what do you see as been the biggest challenge in the race? And what do you think will be the biggest challenge if you get into office? We'll make that the first question, then I'll ask that. Sure. Okay. So the biggest percep- the, the biggest thing um, going in is the media itself, because they absolutely refuse to report the truth on me. So I have multiple businesses. I have multiple... Um, um, I have award-winning businesses. I have a Cox Communication award-winning technologist for 
um, for community exemplary. I mean, that's a hard one to get. And by the way, I was the first female to actually ever receive that award. I judge the awards. I've won Public Relations Society of America awards. I've won Interior Design awards. I've worked with some of the largest companies um, out of New York. I've worked with the creative industry, the arts industry, music industry. Um, I own a, a a um, public relations agency. I own a digital media marketing agency. I own my own blogs. I own my own um, news blog called Patriots Perspective. They really, really hate to see people like me coming because we know how to get the message out. However, the mainstream media absolutely refuse to report on me at all. So the Mm -hmm. easiest thing that that's happened is I've been able to actually see who is CIA, who's not, who is actually (laughs) in it for the public truth, who's not, Mm -hmm. and um, who's able to actually get a word out at all and give me credit for it. Because there are many times that they'll utilize my information and they'll absolutely try to put it on somebody else. Matter of fact, there's a lot of anti-corruption candidates running this particular race. So, and they've not given any credit that Christy Tasker came out as the government gangster disruptor the last time. Matter of fact, I even have an entire collection of clothing um, for it. And guess what? They still refuse to say it. So this is actually the campaign slogan here. Love it. Yes. So these are these are the shirts. So as you can imagine, they absolutely they absolutely run. Billy Corbin runs. But guess what? We've been able to put the pieces together and see who is pay to play, who's working Mm -hmm. to try to get Joe Carollo's lawsuit paid, who needs to get somebody into office so that the city charter isn't going to be read. And it is definitely not the people that are running because, Courtney, they could not even hold a one hour conversation with you if you tried. As a matter of fact, I've actually said some of our main uh, for some of our um, people in alternative media should have tried to interview my opponents because they can't even like talk for 15 minutes because they're looking at their sheets like this like oh, oh no what does my campaign manager want me to say what does my campaign manager want me to say my campaign manager doesn't need to write anything for me other than if it's written in spanish and then i can i read it in spanish to make sure that it's right. correct <laughs> right right for sure so if, if you were to get in what do you think the biggest challenge would be okay then? so the biggest challenge will be when i get in is um cleaning house so uh, the very first thing that i'm going to do is actually fire everyone um and then rehire the people mm-hmm. that there, there are some people that i know that actually got really upset in past offices like that you know where they were noticing politicians would not do the right thing so i've mm-hmm. asked them to submit their applications and they are so um and i've already hired um my camp uh, not only my for my campaign but um i've already hired our office manager i've already hired my chief of staff my sergeant of arms. So mm-hmm. I have people that are ready to go. And guess what? They know the past and they want to clean up Miami as a whole. So what's going to be the mm-hmm. hardest? Well, number one, getting Art Noriega fired. Um, Tricky Vicky, the city attorney, she's got to go. And mm-hmm. Francis Suarez needs to be arrested. Hopefully all that will happen before I even... <laughs> Am sworn in because I fully believe that we will be in a runoff election because we we will have a runoff if there's not 50 percent of the vote. And Mm -hmm. they literally have more than eight people. There's eight people running for the seat. 
So when there's mm-hmm. eight people running for a seat, it's very difficult to get 50% of the vote. They know it. That's the reason they put in other people to divide the vote, to try to divide and conquer, have it to a runoff election. But the reality is people are waking up in Miami and they are seeing the truth. So the hardest thing will be is getting rid of those people. And then I fully expect that there will be a full investigation, FBI investigation, along with an SEC investigation when those people are gone. So Mm -hmm. I will be having to deal with all of that at the same time as making sure our city services are up and running. So um, that that's going to be the hardest is, is making sure that they have the information that they need to properly investigate the people who are going out to make sure that those people actually stay in jail forever and they do not get out. Okay. I mean, that's, that, that is going to be the most difficult because we know where some of the money drops are occurring and I don't, I'm not going to say that because I'm not going to tip anybody off, but I do mm-hmm. I have received multiple places where money drops are occurring. The FBI has those um, places along with FDLE. Um, so, and many others. So any, any investigators that need those, um, you can contact me. Um, and my numbers are very easy to find. Um, and I will make sure to vet you. I'll, I will want to meet with you, make sure that you are an actual investigator and um, see exactly what you plan to do with those um, because we need to make sure that these people are arrested once and for all. Yeah, well, that's great. And um, my last question would be regarding, uh, we had discussed a little bit about some of the technology and surveillance. Is there anything that that can be done for people who are concerned about uh, privacy or, you know, smart city type of infrastructure that is either in place or being uh, put in place? Yes. So there there are some people, believe it or not, that do want the whole smart city feel, sure. look, feel, everything. So a lot of people in Brickell and downtown want it. People in Coconut Grove do not want it. So we can mm-hmm. actually have districts that have it, districts that don't. You would know mm-hmm. when you're going into it. Um, I think that, the transparency and, and is what's important because, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just want to make yeah. clear for people. Yes. Transparency, I think, is what's important. You know, if some people want it, then they should be able to choose to be in an area that they know has it. Whereas if it's being done behind, you know, underhandedly where they don't necessarily know, I think that's where it becomes. Legislation wise, when when your phone is set, ask not to track, you should not Mm -hmm. be able to be tracked at all, period. So mm-hmm. when it when but keep in mind right now with with the applications on our phone we can only ask them not to track and then right. I don't trust the government not to track at all. So here's, here's <laughs> the deal. Here's what I would actually like to do for the citizens of Miami is make sure that the legislation is actually put out for them to vote on. Okay, so for, not mm-hmm. for me to dictate. I can decide if I want to live here or not afterwards. Mm-hmm. But if the majority of Miami shows up and says, "Oh, I want this smart city and I want them to track me everywhere." Where I go and I'm okay with that and I want AI, then you know what? It's probably not going to be a city that I want to live in in the future. But however, if that's what our citizens vote on and they say that that's what they want, then that's what they're going to get. However, mm-hmm. I don't think the majority of our citizens really realize what is happening because the government is not being transparent with them 
at mm-hmm. all. They don't understand right. what's coming. They don't understand how it affects them. They don't understand how legislation affects them and how we have absolute dummies in our commission that don't even know how to read themselves. They can't read plans. They can't read the legislation. They have no idea what it means. And they're literally look, looking at the city mayor, city or county mayors saying, oh, do you think I should vote on this? No, you should not. Okay. We have their <laughs> campaign managers. Their campaign mm-hmm. managers and past politicians, chief of staff should not be allowed in our offices, period. Right. There's no reason. Those are lobbyists. Hello. They need to be, right. they need to check in at the door as a lobbyist whenever they have worked for a past politician. Politician. So all of that is legislation that has to be created. It's legislation that's very easy to get in. And the minute, that's the reason they don't want me in, because they know mm-hmm. that once the legislation is introduced, I have committed to basically make the District 2 office a podcast studio, okay, where we will mm-hmm. go live at any given time if on any topic on anything of public interest, I will blur you out. I will make sure, you know, if you want your identity protected, then your identity will be protected. But otherwise, the citizens have a right to know what goes on in that office. They can listen to conversations. They can know what lobbyists are coming in and what the conversations are about so that the citizens can decide what they want, not the politicians deciding for the citizens what the politician wants. The politician is there it's supposed to be an advocate for the citizen, not the opposite way around. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for everything you're doing thank and you, for spending the time with us today. If you have anything else you want to add and uh, leave us with, please do. And of course, tell everybody where they can find you, how they can support your campaign and all that good stuff. Yeah, we're right now. Um, they cannot support the campaign until after, until we go into runoff. Okay, so the campaign deadline to to donate ended yesterday. However, you can go to citizensfirst.us. That is my campaign manager has created a pack just to help citizens like me. So basically what she does is she utilizes that money to for marketing purposes, to pay for basic subscriptions. And listen, we know how to run a campaign and reach people on very little. Um, I have won more votes per dollar than anyone else. This is Barbara Casanova, uh, my campaign manager's site. Um, she is absolutely amazing. Her family, um, she comes from a DC family. However, she has been massively awoken even in this entire process to see exactly how politics align. So if if you are out there and you want to run for office, please make sure you do contact her. And if you can donate anything, even if it's $5, just to show Barbara how supportive we all are, it's very helpful. I mean, listen, even getting in a $5 donation, I get really excited. I know that sounds Mm -hmm. silly, but the reality is, you know, somebody out there has heard you, you're listening and um, you're believing in what we're doing. So Mm -hmm. um, if you go to citizensfirst.us, you can donate. And then after November the 7th, when we go into runoff, um, the donate page should be back on my site. So right now it is gone. Um, We have to remove it to make sure that people do not donate. Um, But you can go to Christy, and that's C-H-R-I-S-T-I, the number four Miami Dot com, And please make sure that you sign up for my newsletter. You do not have to enter an issue, but you can sign up for the newsletter and find out what is really going on here in Miami. Because I mm-hmm. trust me, the Miami Herald, even though they know last time they said I was well versed on the issues plaguing Miami. This time they've like demeaned me trying to, you know, make it out like I'm just a little jewelry designer. OK, because they know <laughs> I'm now a threat. 
I am a proven leader and a proven threat for citizens first and not for them. So when it comes to, you know, what our agendas are, we will make sure that we, you know, get our city services back in working order, make the employees doing them happy to work for us instead of right now where they're all wanting to quit. So I think Mm -hmm. that is also by design. So we must, must change the culture in which we're operating because people do not want to work for corrupt politicians or a corrupt government in general. And we have a lot of retirees that are up for retirement. So I thank you guys so much. And Patriots Perspective, yes, you can find me on PatriotsPerspective.com. That is where I typically air even podcasts like this. Um, And I also have a lot of information there and a lot of research. So uh, that is part, you you can see a lot of investigative research there um, along with our podcast um, things. We don't look at religion. We don't look at, at labels. We look at like what people are actually doing in their actions. So, um, and then the other Great. thing you can do is psthisrocks.com. Um, mm-hmm. psthisrocks.com is my travel blog. If you want to see, you know, my travel journey and really like how I got started and the beautiful yeah. things that I like love to see and, and, and where mm-hmm. I really come from, you can go to psthisrocks.com. Oh, and then one more, ChristyTasker.com is my boutique store where you can find, you know, like designed earrings. Like I feel like Steve Stern now. Okay. But I have, uh, I, I have <laughs> earrings, necklaces, everything you can, you can imagine. So I'm a costume jewelry designer, fashion designer. Um, so those are the things that I love. And now I honestly feel like my regular job has become my um, hobby, I mean, it literally feels like I'm doing a hobby when I actually get to design something rather than (laughs) (laughs) rather than having to deal with politics. But what I have learned is that dealing with politics, for those of you out there that may be considering running for office, um, Mm -hmm. is we will actually be able to make the change that we often complain about. So, you know, I would rather be able to make the changes and have the power than than to have to sit back and, you know, hope somebody else will. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, definitely be the change you want to see, right? I think that's how that goes. Yes, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. And yeah, we will, uh, well, we'll give this to you and you can get it out on your channels as well. So thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you guys for for the time that you've given me as well and for making an opportunity for for me because I know that you're working overtime right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you. You too. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.